Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller Tongue. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> we did it. I had the under, but we made it to a Friday. They said we couldn't do it. We did it. Welcome. It's a meat Friday at that. I checked the Traeger grills this morning. First thing I do when I come in, I don't come in and go, are all the Danettes here? How's Todd doing? I always check the Traeger grill. We got Cajun shrimp. We got buffalo chicken sliders. We got green chili mac and cheese, baked pickles, buttermilk dip, baked taco skillet dip, and brats. It's a meat Friday. Hope you're having a great day. Glad you're part of the program. If you're listening, if you're watching, you're doing both. You want to email, tweet, dial us up. You can do all of those if you'd like. Mike Florio will join us coming up. Are the Raiders going to be able to play a football game coming up this weekend? Because the Raiders' starting offensive line has not been able to practice due to COVID. Also, the fascination with the two-point conversion now. The new analytics in the NFL. Brady Quinn on loan from Fox Sports. He'll be there for the Ohio State Buckeyes as they open the season coming up on Saturday on Fox against Nebraska. Can the Big Ten get a team into the Final Four? So Brady will join us coming up a little bit later on. And the commissioner of Major League Baseball takes a victory lap. Rob Manfred, what's the future of the designated hitter? And I'll tell him some of my problems with the game. I'm sure he'll love hearing the get-off-the-lawn speech that I've had most of this week your headlines the eagles beat the giants in an epic battle by the way the nba draft is going to be november 18th who would have thought we'd have the masters and the nba draft a week apart we got dodgers rays coming up tonight and as i mentioned the big 10 will open up this weekend let's go back to the nfc east there is a new slogan Somebody's got to win the NFC East. And last night, the Giants and Eagles, they were alternating between who wanted to win this and who didn't want to win this. You had great plays, boneheaded mistakes, and it felt like every drive was an adventure. And somehow Philly came out on top 22-21. Giants were up by 11 with less than five minutes to go. They couldn't put it away. Carson Wentz found a way, a beautiful touchdown pass, Boston Scott in the end zone. I still have a hard time with the name Boston Scott. It's a cool name. I know, but it's not a football name. It's, you know, be like um, a character in Trading Places with Eddie Murphy, Boston Scott Jr. the third. Come in here. Yes, Paul. Was it the lead singer ACDC who died, Bon Scott? Bon Scott. That's why I get him confused with. Yeah, Bon Scott. Who never played football. He, I don't, don't think Bon did. Uh, there was a tie earlier in the season with Philadelphia, so they sit alone atop the division. They're 2-4-1. and one. Now, you could see the Eagles being the favorites, and uh, they still have major issues, injury issues. The second half of their season, their schedule is pretty brutal. It's one of the tougher ones in the NFL. 
You saw Carson Wentz last night make some great plays. I still think he's a very talented quarterback. This got to get Jalen Hurts in there. Jalen Hurts still has to play behind that offensive line. Carson Wentz made some things happen last night. He made things happen with his legs. He still holds onto the ball too long at times. He plays hero ball. He's trying to make a play instead of just throwing it away. But the Eagles can take 10 days off. I don't know how much healthier they're going to get. And by the way, when we say, well, somebody's got to win the NFC East, the team that wins the NFC East gets to host a playoff game, folks. So as much as you say, well, and NFC East, discount them. As we sit here right now or stand here or you're driving or walking or whatever you're doing, I wouldn't be surprised if the NFC East, whoever is the winner, wins the opening round playoff game. Because I don't know who feels unbeatable in the NFC right, right now. And you might have a situation where the Buccaneers win 10 or 11 games and they finish second to the Saints and they would be the five seed they'd have to go to Dallas or Philadelphia. It's crazy. I mean, if the Bears got a wild card, they can be beat. So as much as we want to discount the NFC East because it's bad football right now or bad records, by the time we roll around to week 16, week 17, we get ready for a playoff game, these teams or the team that wins might look a whole lot different. If Dallas gets everybody back on defense and you still have a formidable offense, then Dallas will be a dangerous team. Philadelphia can be a dangerous team. Now, you don't have the home field advantage as far as the crowd goes. And Philadelphia would be a great home field advantage. Dallas, maybe not as much. But Philadelphia certainly would be. But you could see a scenario. What if the Rams win the division and Seattle, with 11 wins, has to go to Dallas? Like, these are possibilities here. And I wouldn't discount the NFC East. As much as they're playing bad football, they're still going to be hosting a playoff game. This program brought to you by the Breeders' Cup World Championships. Learn more at breederscup.com slash 2020. Catch all the action. 14 exhilarating races, November 6th and 7th. The world's best thoroughbreds. All the action live on NBC Sports. Play of the day, stat of the day, and make love in here to the rescue with a poll question. Before I get the poll question, do you ever remember a situation where a team could be tanking for the number one pick and then in the third quarter be the potential leader of their division at the same time? And then the Eagles are full-on trade deadline sellers with six minutes left in the game. Twitter's <laughs> going nuts. Should they get rid of this guy, this guy, this guy? And now they're in the driver's seat. Isn't this, isn't this but weird? I, I don't think the Giants are tanking. I think the Giants, and I said this yesterday, looking back on their last couple of games, like they've, they've gotten better. There's only so much better they can get because of their talent deficit. But Daniel Jones can make plays. Can he? Partial. He can make partial plays. <laughs> he can make most of a play. If Evan Ingram catches that third down pass, the Giants win last night. Daniel Jones... He's one of the great 80-yard running quarterbacks in the history of the game. It's the other eight yards that he has problems with, and this is how it sounded on Westwood One last night. Shotgun formation. Jones fakes it. Now he runs. He's got a huge hole. 25-30, and there he goes. Daniel Jones stumbles down at the 15. He could not get there. Running out of gas. Jones had nothing but green grass in front of him. And that typifies what this has been all about. He is down at the eight. That's Ian Eagle with the call. The laughter courtesy of our boy Ross Tucker, who is the sideline analyst. There was no analysis there. If you listen once again, the analysis was basically what we were doing watching the play <laughs> as you listen one more time. Shotgun formation. Jones fakes it. Now he runs. He's got a huge hole. 25-30. And there he goes. Daniel Jones stumbles down at the 15. He could not get there. Running out of gas. Jones had nothing 
but green grass in front of him. And that typifies what this has uh, been all about. He so Ross Tucker, the voice of America, Fritzy says that he thinks he was in the booth last night with Iron Eagle not on the field. Now, if you're Iron, do you acknowledge Ross Tucker laughing? He ignored him. I mean, do you say, and to Ross Tucker's amusement, uh, Daniel Jones falls down. I wouldn't even acknowledge it. I would just, you know, Ian's job is just to give you the play-by-play. That's not exactly Emmy award-winning analysis <laughs> by Ross, but it was what we were thinking at the same time. He was carrying every white guy's hopes on that run, and I think he was just too heavy. That's why he stumbled. He's just running, and I'm going, yeah, yeah, he's gonna, that's going to be a 90-yard tent. He just fell down. Yes, he Some people seem to be debating why Daniel Jones fell. Ooh. Like, did he just... Run out of gas, or did he trip? I think sometimes, and I've seen this happen with guys running the 40-yard dash, you run, you get to a certain speed, and you get off balance, and you get out on your toes, and I think he was trying to run faster. He's running about 21 miles per hour. That's a pretty good clip. And you're not used to running 80 yards, 40 yards, 20 yards. I think he got out there, and he, he looks over and sees the defensive back to his left, and I think he tried to speed up because the defensive back to his right slowed down. And I think he tried to get even faster there, and he got out over his skis, as we like to say, and came tumbling down. Yes, he did. Uh, there's a moment there where he's getting the speed wobbles. Where you can see he's running, and all of a sudden his arms start going out, his legs start looking like they're made of jelly, and you're like, oh my God, this dude's going down. <laughs> what? Yes, Paul. You're, you're right. At the 40-yard line, he takes a quick peek back over his shoulder and sees a defensive back number 21 catching up. And it's like his body said, all right, we're done. We're shutting this down here. The body doesn't know where the end zone is. Yeah, Tom. If you're covering the game or covering the Giants and seeing how brutally they lost the end, are you asking that question? Is that something? I know it's all over social media and everything. Do you ask Daniel Jones about what happened there? It's one of the biggest plays in the game. But like, like what do you expect him to say? Is it- well, he was asked after the game. Here's Daniel Jones. <laughs> Daniel, what happened at the end of the run where you went uh, 80 yards? I just, uh, I don't know. I just... Try to run faster than I was running and, and uh, got caught up. So uh, we finished the drive, scored a touchdown. So that was a relief uh, to me for sure. Yeah. It's a fair question. Just what happened? We ask it all the time. Yeah, Seaton. I like that Patrick Mahomes tweeted, I mean, I can't even say anything because I wouldn't be able to run that far either <laughs> with all like laughing emojis. <laughs> You're not you're not used to running that far to begin with, and then you see a defensive back who's probably faster than you, approaching, catching up, and then you try to run faster, and uh, well, we saw what happened. Which quarterback failure would you want the least? What happened to Daniel Jones last night? Dan Orlovsky runs out of the end zone Ooh, during the play. Come on, that's just mean. Mark Sanchez butt fumble. <laughs> you got to pick. Okay, you have to pick one. You got to pick the one that you don't want. The one you don't want the most? Or the one of those no, I'm three gonna that you, you're okay with? I'm like, gonna make, well, I'd rather that happen. I'm going to make you pick one that you have to wear the rest of your career. Oh. Yeah. So Mark Sanchez fumble. I was there that night. Orlovsky running out of the end zone. And Daniel Jones falling last night. Yes, Paul. Orlovsky's has more comedy to it because the extended rollout where he's out of bounds, the defensive lineman's going, you're out, you're out of bounds, you're out of bounds. And he's still looking down. But, but, but how long did it take for him to be able to laugh at it? Because when you do it right. and then you're known as the guy who didn't know how far the end zone was. Now, he's established himself as a very good analyst right. for the mothership. If I'm Mark Sanchez, though, and the most noted play of my career starts with the word but, with two T's. <laughs> two T's. That, that, if your, your, your biography, your obituary as a football player, the first word is but. And the last word is fumble. Right. Those rarely, there's no positive spin there. Mark had a nice career. Because you can look at Daniel Jones and say, it's pretty athletic. I know. Just the fact that he got, he tripped himself up. He ran 80 yards. That's pretty, that's pretty good because Dan Orlovsky didn't do anything athletic other than he just kept backing up and backing up 
and Mark Sanchez had the butt fumble. So I, I would certainly take what happened to Daniel Jones last night. Yes, McLovin. You had a good point. They said he was running 21 miles an hour. That's Matt Breida's speed, and Daniel Jones is 6'5", 250. I don't think that could be right. 21 miles, that's like super, super fast. He's not 250. Well, whatever. He's big, though. I mean, that's, is he that fast? I, he's, he must be. A, he's probably 6'3", 225. He's a good athlete. He was a good basketball player as well. But that's what they had him, like 21.4 miles per hour, I think. And I always thought back to, uh, who was it, um, uh, played a quarterback for the Steelers. Mark, looked like Malone? Tom Selling. Yeah, Mark Malone. I think he has the longest run by a quarterback in history. I, I think Malone had like a 91-yarder, if that sounds right. But Mark Malone... I, you know, it was one of those fake, you know, into the line and then he ran around the end and just kept going. And I think I think Mark Malone has the longest run by a quarterback in NFL history. That it was something like, you know, high 80s, low 90s. Yeah, Paulie. Daniel Jones is leading the league in quarterback rush per carry. Nine point five <laughs> yards a carry this year. He's got two hundred ninety six yards rushing. Oh, if he only had eight more yards. Ah. <sighs> Is anybody taking anything other than Daniel Jones last night? Like, you don't want Orlovsky running out of the end zone. Or a, I want Orlovsky. There's, there's a lot of comedy there. A lot of comedy. <laughs> yeah, but Daniel Jones, there's a lot of athleticism there. Like, there's a lot of athleticism, and then there's no athleticism. Yeah, like, there's a lot of athleticism, just not quite enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar with the back half of He that had play. great athleticism for about 72 yards, and then maybe lack of athleticism came in there. Yes, McLovin. If Evan Ingram had caught that ball, like does it does that help Daniel Jones or like over history will people no, not care they, what happened? No, they scored on that that drive. Right. Evan Ingram cost the Giants. I mean, that's one of those. Uh, where do you want me to put the ball? How about right in my hands? Oh, okay. And then he drops it. If Ingram catches the ball, they win. Plain and simple. They didn't lose because of Daniel Jones. They lost because of Evan Ingram. Yes, Todd. Does athleticism count though if you don't finish the play? Yes. What about like the those the runners and we've seen them in college and pro and they make they're running 60, 70 yards and they decide to just drop the ball at the one yard line for getting to Wait, cross the Where goal are line. your questions today? Doesn't that take away from the athleticism if someone runs No, like because if I made a unbelievable stop in the hole, unbelievable drive, and I didn't get it over there in time, I bounced it over there or it you know, I threw it past the first baseman. Did I make an athletic play? Yeah, but it's not. And, it's not particularly memorable if, if it didn't. If you didn't get all the way to uh, to the desired goal there, and something embarrassing. You didn't happened. even think you were supposed to ask him a question about it after the game. Well, they lost the game. I don't know. It looks like you're trying to start up something with the guy for like you it's, know. He's, it's he's, it's a play. Yeah, but he what what could he possibly say other than he tripped? I don't know what. Like it's an obvious answer. He, he was, didn't trip. He said I was trying to run faster. By running too fast, he tripped while he was trying to run. He stumbled. I don't know. To, I, to me, that there's probably other questions that you can ask. Just because it's a fight that's on social what media. What would you have asked fun. Daniel Jones? You would have. I don't think I would have asked him that. If they would have won, I think it would have been a playful, fun question to ask because he's in a playful mood and they won the game. Then you could be silly with it. Would you ask Walker Bueller about his pants in a loss? I would not have. Okay. Uh, we'll come up with a poll question here. I don't know if that's the poll question we're going with, are we, Andy? It's already up there. But oh, I asked which one would you least want, not which one would you most want. Which one do you not want to get tagged with? Yeah. I would say the butt fumble. Uh, I mean, Orlovsky's, you, you can understand it in the moment somebody's chasing you and you, you back up and you don't realize that you're two yards further than the back of the end zone. Yeah, McLevin. I have to be honest. I don't even remember what the butt fumble. Why is it called the did he, you know, if you didn't watch the play, like, it's kind of hard to remember what that was. You were there. Yeah, against Patriots. What happened? Like, it sort of went behind his butt. It didn't. Oh, he hit the lineman in front of his butt. But yeah. still, it wasn't. No, that's bad. You should, re the, you the, should rewatch that play. Yeah. I watched it. I think the New York Post headline killed him. Because that game was just like a slaughter from the moment it started. I know, but we tend to pick out plays all the time. And don't really put it in the context of what happened in the game. You know, people will forget that Daniel Jones, when he fell, they still scored on that drive. 
Now, that'd be like if Bill Buckner had the ball go through his legs in the 86 World Series, but they still won the World Series, then we might look at it differently. But they were going to win the World Series, ball goes through his legs. If, if all of a sudden, you know, Buckner you know, redeems himself and they win, then, you know, we look at it differently. Yes, Paul. So the Mark Sanchez play against New England, it's a broken play. And he, he goes to the handoff and the running back goes the wrong direction. So he just kind of runs it up the middle and nothing was going to happen. He fumbles and I think it was run back for a touchdown by the defensive back. The problem is on the replay. They show three replays of the Mark Sanchez butt fumble play. The third one they show from behind, no pun intended, and you see him run into a wall of butt cheeks, basically. And that's what makes it. Because if they never showed the replay where his face goes into number 65's backside, yeah. all we'd be talking about is, oh, that's a bad play, fumbled and gave the Patriots. Uh, What's the New York Post headline? I think it was just butt fumble, but I'll double check. Oh, okay. The other ones don't have a name. Does Daniel Jones, is he on the cover of the New York Post or New York Daily News? How about Leon Lett uh, on Thanksgiving? Is that too far long ago? Didn't he, and I, as I recall, he was running down the field, they started celebrating, and somebody stole the ball, and it cost him the game? No, you didn't have to touch the ball. Oh, is that what it was? Oh, right, okay, in the snow. Yeah. I mean, you could also have the play by Don Beebe in the Super Bowl where he chases down Leon Lett, and he tries to celebrate too soon, and then he knocks the ball out of his hands, out of the uh, end zone. But we were kind of keeping it with the quarterback theme here. And when you have a name affixed to your mistake, then that's where it lives lives on forever. Yes, McLovin. I'm looking for the New York Post headline, and all I see is the butt fumble is the New York debacle of the decade. So it's the worst mistake in New York sports in 20 years. Well, no, that's wrong. Because they got blown out by the Patriots that night. Yes, bowling. Daniel Jones, the quarterback, he's Daniel Jones the third, so he's Trip. Uh, Trip Jones. We just call that. That's a preppy name of the year. Trip Jones. Trip Jones. Can you imagine if that's the nickname he went by? Dang. Going into the NFL. It is now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Dan Orlovsky's given name is Safety? That's not right. That's not nice. No. Yes, he. Mark uh, Sanchez's anus. No, that's not true. (laughs) Not true. That's not true. That's not his given name. Isn't there a town off of 95? Yeah, M-I-A-N-U-S. It's called Mianus. Yeah. Mianus. Mianus. Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's like exit five or something off of uh, 95. And I always giggle when I go no, by there. Not exit two. <laughs> it might be exit two. It seems right. It's Mianus. Mianus. It's funnier the other way. Yeah. Yes. Let me go. It's uh, two exits down from Chartsville in Pennsylvania. <laughs> all right. Let's take a break here. Mike Florio. Shard, all the way to Steelers camp. Mike. We've all been there. Mike Florio is going to join us. Are the Raiders going to have any starting offensive linemen for their game this weekend? The fascination with the two-point conversion and... Laugh all you want about the NFC East, but whoever wins is hosting a playoff game. Brady Quinn on Ohio State's chances to be a Final Four team and the commissioner of Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred. All of that coming up here, 22 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, a ton, including 
include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Ross Tucker, who was on the call for Westwood One last night... He'll join us coming up. Ross is in the background of Iron Eagle's call on the radio where he just started laughing when Daniel Jones tripped, stumbled, and fell. Uh, just, and, and, you know, Fritzy, uh, Paulie found out that uh, Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones' third, which would make him Trip Jones. We had uh, sorry. somebody who tweeted who said, uh, Daniel Jones looked like Fritzy when he gets one good mock headline and then tries to keep going. Oh. <laughs> ben, wow. what are you doing? Oh, wait a minute. Speaking of mock headlines, Todd, do you want to do this before we get to Florio? I do have some mock headlines. Okay, this is off of last night, the Eagles and the Giants. And uh, my apologies to Mike Florio if he has to listen to this while he's on hold. Okay, you got some music there, Seton? There we go. Mock headlines. Eagles over the Giants. Once upon a time, Carson shows flashes of early success. They might be Giants. They are in last place. (laughs) Another rough trip to Philly. Daniel Jones, Gents, fall. Case closed. Judge, Giants, pathetic. Hot peppers. Uh, Judge (laughs) reference. Like the 800th one this week. That was weak. Hot peppers. Jabril Salty over collapse questions. Mm -hmm. Even Todd said that was weak. (laughs) Philly special? Not in that division. Big boo. Jersey boy still not ready for Broadway. Come on, man. Biden also scratching head over G Man. Very popular phrase these days. Come on, man. Come on, man. I was used to Randy Moss. What the frack? No debating how bad Giants are. That's not bad. <laughs> kind of working in the debate know, all at the I same know. time as the football. I man. know. Don't mute the messenger. New York's a bad team. All right. You rallied. You rallied. What the frack? You were the opposite of Daniel Jones. You were better at the end than at the beginning. Very nice. I think we should mute your uh, microphone okay. and you go home. Not nice. Bring in Mike Florio, the popular co-host of Pro Football Talk Live. Mike, how are you this morning? Good. You know, Fritzy reminds me of the Michael Scott approach to a wedding toast. You just have a bunch <laughs> of different things lined up until one lands. But he doesn't get out. That's the problem. Fritzy just keeps going. Uh, here's our poll question. If you could pick 
You got you to gotta pick one. You want to be Daniel Jones last night, Dan Orlovsky running out of the end zone, or Mark Sanchez with a fumble? Oh, boy. Wow. Probably Orlovsky running out of the end zone because that one has had some relative staying power, but it's not over-the-top eye-roll groan every time you see it. It's just kind of funny and light. The butt fumble is just kind of like the ultimate groan inducer. Daniel Jones, I have no idea how long this one's going to last, but I have a feeling it's going to stick with him as long as he's in the league. So I'll go I'll go A or B or whatever it was, Orlovsky. Yeah, but i got to give Daniel Jones credit for being athletic for 70 yards. Orlovsky and Sanchez, there's nothing athletic about what they did there. And Daniel Jones afterwards said, hey, I just tried to run faster. (laughs) You know, how many times have we seen guys run to the end zone and they look up and they can check on the video board that no one is close enough to tackle them? He just has, like, no awareness, which is not surprising because in the pocket he has no awareness. Maybe that's his biggest flaw because he's got the physical skills for at least 80 yards, not for the final 87. Do you think if the Giants are on the clock, for the number one or number two pick overall that they would consider a quarterback? I think you have to. You have to do the evaluation. You have to be objective and understand who's out there so you can make a decision about whether the vows with the guy you have. And one of the big decisions is, are they going to keep their GM, Dave Gettleman? If it's Mm. the new GM, then the first order of business may be to bring in a new quarterback, a new franchise quarterback, a guy that you believe will be the next 15-year option. They thought it was going to be Daniel Jones. So far, it hasn't been. Again, ball security is a problem. Awareness in the pocket is a problem. I don't know how much of that you can coach out of a guy, but with a new coaching staff there, if they end up with a new GM, I think it becomes more urgent. But, But whoever you are, you need to put in the time to look at all of the top prospects and understand their strengths and their weaknesses because even if you're trading that pick, you want to be able to get the most out of that pick. And the more you know about the guy, the better suited you're going to be to negotiate with whoever would want to come up and try to get that pick from you. Are the Vikings tanking? Well, I don't know. I mean, some of these teams, you ask, are they tanking? Well, you don't have to try to tank. I don't even know that they're doing it deliberately. But once you start selling off parts, that necessarily bumps up the depth chart, a lesser guy, which makes your team easier to beat. I mean, Yannick Ngakwe had four sacks in five games for the Vikings. He's fifth in the NFL, so he's a guy who can play, and, and they've moved on from him. And they saved $6 million. It gets carried over to next year under the salary cap, but they don't spend it this year, which will come in handy. But, you know, it feels like they're thinking about a rebuild. They were trying to do kind of a reload, rebuild, kind of change a tire on a moving car, and that's not working, obviously, for the Vikings. So they've got a lot to do to try to figure out who they're going to be, what they're going to be. And I think this is the first step toward acknowledging it and planning for the future, whatever the future may entail. But it may take a few years because they're going to have some guys that that they're stuck with for a while, like Kirk Cousins, that that they're not going to be able to move on from easily after the season. If the Jets had the number one pick and you were Trevor Lawrence's agent, what would you advise him to do? Well, look, I'm a firm believer in a player making a power play whenever and wherever he can. I don't like the draft in that it prevents these kids from picking where they're going to start their career. Because, look, where you go, who's around you, who your coach is, that so much shapes how you're ultimately perceived as a quarterback. You need to land in a spot where you want to be, with people you want to work for, with players you want to play with. So I'm always going to say, to the first overall pick in the draft, you've got a hell of a lot more leverage than you realize. If you don't want to go play for that team, say you're not going to do it. Don't worry if you get criticized. Don't worry if the fans are upset with you. Say you're not going to do it and make that power play. That doesn't happen nearly enough. The Raiders game against the Buccaneers was going to be Sunday night. Now it's Sunday afternoon. Seattle's game against Arizona, Sunday afternoon, now Sunday night. Are the Raiders going to be able to – when are we going to find out if the Raiders are going to be able to play this game? Well, you know, they've got guys, and this is the the reality of the the revised COVID protocols where guys get sent home even if they don't have it, but they've been in close enough contact with a guy who has it that everyone's being careful and everyone's being safe. Well, you don't get guys ready for games that way, and you may not have guys able to play that way. So I think we'll find out at some point today 
But the Raiders are still going to be at a disadvantage, and they deserve to be at a disadvantage. You know, the NFL huffed and puffed, but ultimately didn't blow the house down for the Tennessee Titans a couple of weeks ago. I think we're at the point now where teams need to be held accountable. Coaches need to be held accountable. Coaches control everything. How is John Gruden not better controlling his guys? to keep this kind of stuff from happening. And we've seen it time and again with the Raiders. So maybe the best punishment is, sorry, Coach, you have to go play a game on Sunday, and you're not ready. Your players aren't ready. You're down seven guys. Too bad. You should have done a better job of keeping everyone in compliance with the protocol. So hopefully we find out today. I'm kind of getting used to the Monday night, Tuesday night. I'm kind of, I, it's kind of like they discovered plutonium by accident with this where this is kind of a good thing, and maybe we need to start thinking about these windows, two Monday night games and a Tuesday night game going forward. I, I want to see Tom Brady and John Gruden. I want to see that game. And I got a better chance, and most people have a better chance of seeing it if it's played in prime time. So maybe we get another Monday or Tuesday night game out of this. And I keep reminding people about the NFC East. Yes, somebody has to win this division, but the team that wins that division gets to host a playoff game. And you wouldn't, you might be shocked to find out or think they could actually win a home playoff game, you know, with no, you know, crowd there for a home field advantage. But if you say to me the Eagles or Cowboys are going to be hosting the Saints in the opener of a playoff game or the Rams, I don't, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that that team, no matter what it, its record is, is going to win that first playoff game with maybe a sub 500 record. Ten years ago, the Seahawks were seven and nine. The Saints were eleven and five. The defending NFL champions had to go to Seattle, and Seattle won. And people were like, "Well, that shows Seattle's a better team." It's like, are you kidding me? You play that game in New Orleans. New Orleans wins by thirty. Home field advantage does matter, and I don't like this current structure of the NFL. I don't like four teams in a division because all you have to be is the best of four crappy teams, and we come up against this every year or every other year. Why don't they go back to three divisions? per conference. And, and yeah, one division is going to have six teams. Oh, well, five, six, and five. Dan, back in the 70s, it was four, five, and four. They don't have to have the same number of teams. It doesn't have to be perfect symmetry. I don't like the idea that you just have a one in four chance of making the playoffs and hosting a, a game. And Peter King and I were talking about this earlier. The fact that it is a one in four chance means you're never going to get 24 owners to vote to change it because they all look at it and say, hey, any given year, all we have to be is the best of these four teams, and we win our division, and we host a playoff game, yeah. and that's why it's never going to change, but it should. And hopefully hopefully, there's going to be a year where it's 5-11, and 11, hosting 12-4, and four, and there'll be an outcry, <laughs> and the NFL will have to change it. Have a good, good weekend, Mike. All right, see you, Dan. That's Mike Florio, co-host Pro Football Talk, live on Peacock with Chris Sims. We'll take a break. Ross Tucker, who had the great analysis last night without saying a word on Daniel Jones's 80-yard run. All he did was laugh. Ross will join us coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what? Too is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. 
Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one. Firmer or softer on each side, you decide. And it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well, quiets their snoring, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number does everything. My Sleep Number setting is 75. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. You will never need another bed. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Shotgun formation, Jones fakes it, now he runs, he's got a huge hole, 25-30, and there he goes! Daniel Jones stumbles down at the 15, he could not get there, running out of gas. Jones had nothing but green grass in front of him. And that typifies what this has been all about. He is down at the eight. Courtesy of Westwood One, Ian Eagle with the call, the great analysis by Ross Tucker, who's kind enough to join us. This is your do you believe in miracles moment, Ross Tucker. With You, you summed it up without saying a word. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. I appreciate that. It's funny. You know this as well as anyone, right? You're taught as a color commentator to never step on the play-by-play guy, right? You let the play-by-play guy make the call. You don't ruin the moment. It's especially the case in radio because people can't see what's going on. Dan, I couldn't help it. I, I, I couldn't help it. And, and afterwards, I said to Ian Eagle and my producer, Howie Denneroff, I said, guys, I'm sorry. And they said, absolutely not. That was great. That was authentic. That was genuine. Because I know, Dan, you're not supposed, you're not quote unquote supposed to do that. But that might have been the funniest thing I've ever seen on an NFL football field. You just don't see that. And you could see it coming for 15 yards. The, the rest of the clip, I said, I'm sorry, but I saw it coming for 15 yards. He got out over his skis, which I thought was the best way to describe it. You're you're supposed to use words, but no matter what the words were, they weren't going to capture the moment. And that's why when you say, hey, I just laughed. You were laughing. We were laughing with you at the time. So I, I wouldn't feel bad about it. I, I think if you're going to describe something, <laughs> you described it perfectly by just laughing. Yeah, you know what? It's kind of like um, on social media and text messages. You know how, like, emojis are better a lot of times than any words you can put, you know, the tears or shrug or whatever. I guess that's what the laughing was. I'm getting a lot of people texting me and tweets at Ross Tucker NFL about it. I got to be honest with you, Dan, I am just very happy that the Giants scored a touchdown on that drive. Can you imagine? I've met Daniel Jones. He's a good young man. Can you imagine if the Giants lost in the fashion that they lost, but that they had had to settle for a field goal on that drive? I mean, he already feels bad enough. They lost, and he had an all-time stumble, but it would have been even worse if they didn't score a touchdown there. And the one other thing I'll point out, we confirmed this last night. 
That was history last night, Dan. That was the longest non-scoring run for a quarterback since at least the merger in the NFL. The longest non-scoring run. And I saw where Ian Rappaport just tweeted that it was the fastest run by a quarterback in a couple of years, which you're like, wait a minute, how could he be faster than Lamar Jackson? But I got, I guess he got up to 21.5 miles per hour and got over his skis a little bit. <laughs> I go back to, I think Mark Malone, does Mark Malone hold the record, Paulie? Did you, you know, remember the Steeler quarterback, Mark Malone? Yes. I think he had like a upper 80s, low 90 yard touchdown run uh, in, in a game. I think he might have the longest record. Did you guys? No, he did. He did. I think, though, Terrell Pryor, when he was starting quarterback for the Raiders, went 90-something oh, against the okay. Colts. okay. I think Terrell Pryor knocked Mark Malone out of the um, record. Out of the record. I mean, Terrell Pryor's not even really a quarterback, but he was for a few games for the Raiders, so I guess he gets credit for that. And, and you know, I looked at this, and I know Daniel Jones, and will laugh at this, and, and it's going to stay with him the rest of his career. Evan Ingram is the one who should be embarrassed because if he makes that catch – that Jones put it right in his hands, they win this game. That, to me, is more embarrassing than what Daniel Jones did. You know, Jones is not used to running 80 yards. Evan Ingram's a tight end. Catch the ball, you win the game. Well, and earlier than that, Dan, uh, there was a blitz. Daniel Jones threw it to Ingram. It popped right off Ingram's chest, and that was the Jalen Mills interception. Ingram's a really talented kid. He just can't put it together. And Daniel Jones, that, that's one right there. I'm okay with talking about wins and losses as a quarterback stat. It's not a great stat. It's not even a good stat. But I'm okay mentioning it. But that's one right there. Daniel Jones did what he had to do. He put it right in the basket for Evan Ingram. Yeah. And so here's the thing. The Daniel Jones thing, Dan, that's funny. The Evan Ingram thing, there's nothing funny about that at all. I mean, that, that's just awful for a professional tight end to drop that pass. You're at West Point today? I am, and I'm doing the Army game tomorrow. It's my fifth one this year, and I have heard you wax poetic about it multiple times. I love it. I'm at the Thayer Hotel on campus overlooking Buffalo Soldier Field, which is where uh, the cadets do a lot of their intramural sports. Would you like to see it, Dan? Yes, I would. All right. Ross joining us Hopefully via Zoom. Good look. And there it is. Oh, look at the foliage oh, there. Wow. I like it. And I've stayed at that hotel. And you can walk over to the stadium. You can walk on campus there. That's a treat. Yeah, it, so you see that field right there, that field I was just showing? Yeah. And you know this. For home games, typically – it's all cars. It's all par- it's it's all cars, and they're tailgating, and the and the gate. You have to go through the security gate to get on uh, on post, as you know. It's usually backed up for miles. Dan, it's been eerie to wake up on Saturday mornings, not a single solitary car, not one car trying to get through the gate because they're not allowing fans other than the cadets. I'm just glad the cadets are there because they bring the energy. It's been cool to have some energy at the games. Paulie and I were just discussing during the commercial break. Could Can we get in if we go up? Yeah, I think you probably could. I, I think you could get a media day pass because there are people that come. You guys are media. I, well, you would not I, be I am. I'm, I'm media. <laughs> Paulie would be my plus one. I don't think that you would. Uh, I don't think they'd have you sit in the stands, but I think that they would have a socially distanced spot for you. Hmm. In like, you know, the press box or the luxury box. I mean, come on, Dan. You're Dan Patrick. I'm pretty sure. I can text the AD if you want me to. But uh, it's I texted um, Paulie. I tweeted Paul a couple weeks ago. He said we were six days away from peak foliage. Paulie's starting a new company that you just – you text him where you are and he'll tell you <laughs> the exact peak day of foliage for that town. So I think I think we might have peak foliage. So check out – CBS Sports Network tomorrow at noon. Thank you, bud. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. That's Ross Tucker. He'll be on the call. Army against Mercer. I don't know, Paulie. I don't know what the the weather looks like, but I love West Point. Probably like 59 degrees and cool and crisp. I like it. When you sit there, Mikey Stadium at Army, and you sit up high, actually sit up high, you can see the banks of the Hudson and the the trees are popping out. It's really 
view-wise and experience-wise, top five easy. Yes. Not everybody can do it and get on campus and go to a game. Uh, but if you get that opportunity, just, you know, whenever it is, obviously not this year, but next year, it is a wonderful moment. It, it's not just a – there's no college atmosphere like it because it's West Point. And, and see if you can take a tour because all of the history there, you're overlooking the Hudson, all of the you know, incredible people who went through there. But I've said it before, and I'll continue to say it, you never feel more patriotic than when you're there. And when those cadets come out and you realize – I'm just there to watch a football game. They're there because they're prepared for whatever happens in our world. Yes, Todd. I was wondering if Army goes up big tomorrow, is there a Mercer rule? No, all right. I I would have stayed silent the rest of this hour because the mock headlines I thought did pretty well. And I guess you just had this dramatic story about how lovely West Point is. That didn't really fit. But that doesn't stop you. (laughs) You got the commissioner of baseball and you got Brady Quinn. You got uh, Mike Florio, Ross Tucker. I'm just kicking back waiting for barbecue. I know this this is where I I get nervous. (laughs) You had two stupid questions in the first half hour. I got a little loose. You rallied with the mock headlines and then you end the hour. I'm going to give you a solid B minus. It's erratic. It's an erratic first half. Yeah. They're all over the place. Yes, McLevin. His Mercer joke is not making me laugh. Making oh. Georgia Mercer, home of Mercer. Oh, boy. The Mercer Bears, by the way, in case you're curious. Thank you, Todd. Brady Quinn, he's going to join us. What's Ohio State have to do to get into the final four and baseball commissioner in the final hour? It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.